0: Welcome back to Whose Crime Is It Anyway? I'm Lisa. And I'm Shell. And we're an all-Canadian podcast that covers true crime from the true north. Before we jump in, I have our Apple Podcast Review of the Week. This one is from Nath Chanel, titled The Next Crime Junkies. These girls are awesome and deserve the same amount of recognition as Ashley Flowers and Brit from Crime Junkies. Keep up the great work, girls. From a fellow Canadian, Nat in Winnipeg. Wow.
1: <sighs> oh, my. that's like a very high honor. Crime Thank you. Rhyme Junkies? Yeah, they're massive. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much. So nice. Last week's case was a bit heavy, so today we're going to skip the murder and share with you our second ever heist episode. This isn't just your typical bank robbery. This is about a 220 pound giant Canadian loonie made out of 99.99% pure solid gold. But this precious golden coin wasn't stolen on Canadian soil. Grab your passports because we're flying all the way over to the famous Bode Museum in Berlin, Germany. Take it away, girl.
0: is the corporation that produces all of Canada's circulating coin money as well as precious metal collector coins. In 2007, they had a wild idea to make a set of six $1 million coins to sell as collector items. The coin was a ginormous replica of the Canadian loonie made out of 99.99% pure solid gold. This thing was basically the same size as a stop sign, measuring an inch thick, 20 inches in diameter, and weighing a hefty 220 pounds. That's a hefty coin. It's one <laughs> inch thick, but it's 20 inches wide, and it's hefty. It's a hefty. It's girthy. It's a girthy coin. <laughs> God. So one side had the face of Queen Elizabeth II, And the other side was a maple leaf, giving the coin the name, the Big Maple Leaf.
1: (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) Could it
0: be anything else? Exactly. (laughs) Even though the coin has the words $1 million encrypted on it, the actual market value of this coin is actually around $6 million. Wow. Five of the coins were all sold individually to their wealthy buyers, while one remains in secure storage in Ottawa. In 2010, one of the owners named Boris Fushman loaned his giant gold loonie to the Bode Museum to put in their coin display room. The coin can be seen in photos being strapped and hoisted up by a lift machine. This thing was so heavy, it took three men to help get it set up in its bulletproof glass display case. This coin was a big attraction, and it drew a lot of attention to tourists visiting the museum for many years as it sat proudly in the middle of room 243. Wow. I mean, I guess it was well protected. Yeah. The precious Canadian treasure remained in its pretty glass home for seven years until the night of March 27, 2017. At 3.20 a.m., A night guard of the museum named Dennis was on duty. He had just been hired about four weeks prior and started working the night shift. He was about to go do his last sweep of the museum for the night, so he had to turn off the security alarm otherwise it would be set off from him walking around in every room. After he got back from doing his sweep of the museum, he went to the switchboard to reset the alarm. But something wasn't right, and it wasn't letting him. This was apparently a common occurrence in the old museum where there would be false alarms or certain sensors just wouldn't work what i know like
1: okay but then what's the point of having security exactly
0: a museum that has like millions of dollars worth of coins and collectibles
1: yeah you want to make sure that uh everything's working yeah
0: tip top shape
1: exactly so when dennis went to
0: check if any of the doors were ajar he noticed a window on the southeast side of the second floor that was forced open. So he went rushing down the hall to check the rooms, and when he entered room 243, the bulletproof glass case holding the giant golden loony was shattered, and the coin was gone. What? Gone.
1: How? What? How do you get that thing out of there? Yeah, how do you
0: manage to move that thing?
1: Yeah, There must have been a team. Must have. Has to be. So he
0: called the police to report the stolen coin. But it took the police over an hour to get there because they assumed that this was literally a regular sized coin that was stolen, not a (laughs) giant. Yeah, not a small coin, not a $6 million loony.
1: Oh my
0: God. So once they realized, then they started freaking out and getting serious about it. Being an hour behind, the police began their investigation. The shattered glass had been broken by a carbon fiber tool, and there was a large dent on the floor where it appeared that the 220-pound coin had likely fallen. The Bode Museum sits along a river with two walkways that join from the mainland, as well as a railway that runs along the back southeast side of the building. Upon the investigator's search of the premises, They found a metal ladder on the side of the train tracks, approximately 15 feet from the window that had been broken into. Police determined that the thieves used the ladder to climb up to the second floor window, and this was how they got in and out of the building. But how did they manage to get a 220 pound coin out the window from the second floor?
1: And using a ladder? Yeah. Like, how are you just carrying this huge thing along a ladder? You can't do
0: that. No, you would fall—there's no way that you could physically hold it and climb down a ladder at the same time. No way. It had to be suspended somehow. Right. So when police stood outside the window, there was another large dent on the train tracks. Did they just throw it out? They're chalking it out the window, like our beloved loony being thrown around— Oh my god. And
1: okay, I'm sorry, but why did they decide to steal the loony, this massive thing? Apparently there were other items
0: in that room that were worth way more, but they're harder to sell. Okay, because it's gold.
1: It's gold. You can yeah. break
0: it down and sell it and totally. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's this unique piece that you can't do anything with, like it will be flagged. Like someone will recognize it. Totally. Makes sense. I know. So anyways, they literally, police think that these guys are just like throwing it out the window onto the tracks.
1: And no one heard? No one heard like that would make a massive amount of noise. You would think, but I guess it's
0: it's a train track. Maybe they're just thinking it's just yeah. like noises. I don't
1: yeah, know. that's true.
0: So they continued their search, and when they walked over to the walkways to the mainland, they saw something on the grass below. It was a wheelbarrow and a rope and a large dent in the grass just taking a beating
1: seriously they're just throwing it around throwing it (laughs) the police believe
0: that the coin was transferred along the train tracks in a wheelbarrow and then thrown off the walkway onto the grass where a getaway car was likely waiting so the next area where we would assume they'd look is security camera footage but it appears that the museum didn't have cameras, or at least- it. At least they didn't have them in or around room 243 or the southeast side of the building where the window was. But wait. What? They did have video surveillance of the railway tracks. Okay, better than
1: nothing. So
0: the police pulled up the footage from earlier that morning, and they had something. At approximately 3 a.m., Three men are seen walking up the stairs to the platform of the train station, wearing black hoodies, with their hoods up, black backpacks, and black shoes and black pants. They walked with their heads down so we can't see their faces, so they walked from one end to the other, keeping their heads down and out of view. Then they can be seen stepping off of the platform onto a path along the train tracks towards the Bode Museum. Then at 3:52 a.m. a separate surveillance camera near that walkway captured a vehicle with its lights off leaving the scene. An important thing to note is that the train stopped running between 1:30 a.m. and 4 a.m. every night. So clearly these guys knew that they could they safely walk along the tracks and that they could use the ladder to climb up to the window. And with the perfect timing of the alarms being turned off in the museum, the police felt
1: that this had to be an inside job. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Right? And knowing that the security footage wasn't gonna catch them in that room. Exactly. So they start looking at putty guy, Dennis. Hmm,
0: good old Dennis. When they entered his name into their system, they found that he had been arrested just weeks prior for driving a stolen vehicle. Hmm. That doesn't seem shady at all. A couple weeks
1: yeah, ago? just a few stolen weeks. Stolen vehicle? Yeah. Hmm,
0: okay. So now they're keeping an eye on our friend Dennis, and within days after the heist, Dennis was seen buying thousands of dollars worth of necklaces and an expensive car. And when investigators did some questioning with the other museum staff... They noted that a few days before the heist, Dennis was seen taking his breaks in the staff locker room where they lock up their belongings for their shift. And this was unusual because normally the staff would just spend their breaks in the lunchroom instead of a locker room. There's nothing in yeah, there. Yeah, sure. But guess what window the thieves broke into? The locker room. The
1: locker room. Of course. Mm-hmm. Alright, this is adding up. Right? So, I mean, literally... This seems seems too easy, Too easy! It's
0: within days they're starting to piece this all together. So, when they did more digging, they found out that Dennis was really close family friends with the well-known Remo family in the area, notorious for organized gang crime. So, a large investigation began on Dennis and the Remo family. And on July 12th, 2017... 300 police officers raided 14 separate locations that were tied to the Remo family. They found weapons, 150,000 euros, which is around 220,000 Canadian, search histories on how to melt gold. Ooh, they found tools and clothing with traces of gold dust that matched the purity of the big maple leaf 99.99 percent
1: okay so they found their guys yes they got them they got okay how easy was that yeah too easy too
0: easy so they also seized a vehicle that they believed to match the one seen in the video without its lights on as the getaway car in one of the jackets and pairs of gloves they found broken glass that was a match to the same glass from the bulletproof case And that rope that was left behind at the scene, well, it had DNA that matched one of the Remo family members. Okay, so it's these guys. So easy. Yeah, they're guilty. Totally. So shortly after the getaway car was seized, it got broken into in the police impound lot. Someone broke in and sprayed the whole thing down with a fire extinguisher. Probably in hopes of interfering and compromising any evidence in the vehicle. Yeah, trying to get rid of evidence. Yeah. But, I mean, lucky for them, it, it didn't work. Why a fire extinguisher? I don't know. The foam?
1: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know.
0: It's yeah. so weird. But they were still able to find traces of gold. Literally dust gold particles were found in the seat cushions of the car that were 99.99% pure gold. And on one of the many tools that were seized, they found the same thing. 99.99% pure gold dust. So everything's adding up at this point. Everything. And lastly, they found an app in one of their cell phones and it calculated the prices of gold. All three of the men that were connected to this crazy heist were between the ages of
1: 18 and 20. So just a bunch of kids. Kids? They're kids. Fucking kids. Little shithawks. Have this big plan to steal the Canadian loony. So two of them were brothers, one was a cousin,
0: and then they were all friends with the security guard, Dennis, who was also in that same age range.
1: Dennis, come on because they
0: were under the age of 21 they would go to trial as juveniles something that many people believed to be strategically planned that way because they would automatically get lesser sentences Ooh, that makes sense yeah so in january of 2019 every single one of those guys showed up to court holding magazines to cover their faces from their walk of shame into the building All the way throughout the trials, we never saw their faces, and we never heard them speak. They remained silent, covering their faces like cowards for a month-long trial. Wow. Mm -hmm. That seems rare. But I guess when you are considered a juvenile, um, they never even say your full name out loud.
1: Yeah, they'll give you initials. Yeah,
0: so they have initials.
1: So, what is our verdict? Well,
0: two of the cousins were sentenced to four and a half years, while Dennis was sentenced to three years and four months. And the fourth suspect was acquitted because they couldn't... Yeah, they couldn't prove, apparently, that he was in any way involved, which is just bonkers to me. Like, how can you not prove
1: that? Yeah, and there needed to be more than two people well, or there were three guys in the video people. yeah there's three guys exactly
0: it's just nuts so to this day our beloved golden loony has never been found
1: oh yeah that thing is gone, <laughs> it's long, gone. That's long gone that's long gone that's been melted oh yeah yeah so they think oh. that they did it
0: shortly after and it was cut up and sold in smaller pieces to the black market once it's melted down it's completely untraceable so the big maple leaf
1: is no longer big so we will never ever (laughs) see the big yeah (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh we'll never get to see the big maple leaf no so what about the poor guy boris who lent
0: his six million dollar treasure to the museum oh like what
1: about that guy
0: boris i forgot about him so he's filed a lawsuit against the insurance company and yeah. he's asking for full compensation, but the insurance company only gave him 20% of the insured amount. So I'm not sure oh. why, but I don't- if he had it insured for $6 million, like, isn't that what you have to pay? It was usually sworn. through a claim. Yeah, I don't know. So as of March, 2020, he has only received 800,000 euros from the insurance company, which it works out to be around 1.2 million Canadian dollars. Aside from the money lost, Boris loved that loony. And he's heard, I know, he's heard in a hearing saying, I missed the coin. It was a very special piece. So with a ladder, a rope, a wheelbarrow, and three juveniles behind bars, we are no longer wondering, whose crime
1: is it anyway? Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Whose Crime Is It Anyway? We will be back next week with a brand new case. Until then, follow us on Instagram at crime Podcast and on Twitter at crime Pod. Bye! Toodles! when i I said that 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 out loud
0: it sounded like i was describing a giant dick the coin can be seen in photos being strapped and hoisted
1: (laughs) (laughs) shit stop it right now (laughs) strapped and hoisted (laughs) how are we ever gonna get through
0: this how come i didn't notice this when i was writing it not so big no more is it admired how big it is yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. oh god